Welcome to Weekly Homilies with Father Mark Sislanko, pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. We are part of the Catholic Archdiocese of Hartford. I'm Carol Vassar, Parish Director of Communications. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 23 for Most Holy Trinity Sunday, June 7, 2020. Our Gospel reading is from John, Chapter 3, Verses 16 through 18. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. There is something uniquely special about watching a well-choreographed dance, watching all of the participants move in synchronicity, almost anticipating the movement of another, working in harmony to produce this artistic rendering that is not only pleasant to one's ears, but also pleasant to one's sight. When things work in harmony and the parts all flow together as they are intended to be, we reach a point where all is truly well. The image of a dance has been used in history to even describe God as a trinity of persons, as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God embarks upon a divine dance in which the interplay of all three persons are perfectly choreographed together to produce the unity or the whole that is God. One and the same, each has their own particular role to play, but all part of creating the total image of eternal bliss and harmony. It is in the partnership of the Trinity, as one flows into the next and into another, that the power and presence of God is felt in creation and indeed in all of his children. It is the power and presence of God flowing through the divine dance that continues to create and recreate, bringing redemption and sanctification to all time and space. It is this divine dance that plays out in the majesty of a mountain, in the vastness of a universe, in the complexity of the ocean. It is this divine dance that plays out in the birth of a child, in the disposition of one who needs to be forgiven, in the soul of one who has received forgiveness. 
It is this divine dance that plays out in the changing of times and seasons as one flows into the other, in the becoming and the dying of life, all on this greater road to eternity, this greater road to wholeness. It is this divine dance that cries out in a call for justice, that is witnessed and experienced in the cry of the poor and the oppressed. It is this divine dance that we can hear in the cries of so many today as they speak out against injustice and systems and attitudes that most certainly need to change. In all of these ways, God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is alive and well in the hearts of his children and in the very stuff of creation. The divine dance is a dance of harmony. It is a dance of peace and a dance from which we all can stand to learn and a dance in which we are all called to participate. A dance of harmony and peace. Is the vision that surreal, that unattainable, that it be discarded so quickly? Or is harmony and peace something truly to work toward and something to certainly hope at actually achieving. As people of faith, we truly do believe that the divine dance of harmony is something in which we can most certainly participate and the harmony and peace that can flow from a participation in that divine dance is certainly that something that can be ours for sure. You know, the seeds of prejudice run deep in history. They go far beyond what we experience today. They are rooted in the very fabric of our journey as human beings. We sometimes think that if we can bury those sentiments that they somehow mysteriously go away, but they don't. The seeds of prejudice run throughout the course of our journey. And because they have never effectively been dealt with, intensify as we move through the intensity of those feelings are being experienced today, not only in our own country, but throughout the world. People are standing up and saying, I've had enough. Things need to change. No more lives need to be sacrificed. But it is from our Christian perspective, a cry that involves all life. For we truly believe that all people 
are created in the image and the likeness of the Trinity, that all people matter, especially to the mind and heart of God. No one is indispensable from the unborn to the most fragile among us. Imagine for a moment that if we as brothers and sisters in faith, if we as human beings really and truly believed that the power and the presence of the Trinity was at the source of all life and permeates and invades all things and sustains life as we know it, if we truly believe that the power and presence of God is in the heart and soul of every human being, regardless of who they are, if we truly believed that when we look in the eyes of someone, that the power and presence of God is within them, then how can prejudice exist? How can we possibly think less of any human being if we truly in faith believe that they are made in the same image and likeness of God that I am of myself? The two cannot possibly exist together. We have much work to do But it's not the work that any one individual can embark upon, and the problem is not one for one single person to solve. As with so many things in life, solutions require dialogue, solutions require active and attentive listening, solutions require that we take seriously what is being said, what is on people's hearts. And solutions also require a give and take on the part of all folks as we learn how to achieve this Trinitarian goal of God, as we learn how to achieve a greater participation in the dance of the Trinity that calls us to harmony and to peace. You see, part of the way we've been accustomed to conducting business in our lives involves two things that really need to be eradicated first and foremost. They have no place in the life of a Christian and certainly no place in the good order of any society. The first is power, and the second is privilege. Once we begin to assert either one or both over another human being, we step out of that dance and into a secular one that involves more of our own personal concerns and not the concerns and ideals of God. Think of how many times in the course of history we have bulldozed over people because we want what they have 
to advance our own goals and ideals. How often it is that people are expended because of an agenda that we have. No more must such thinking be. If we are going to achieve what we ultimately want to achieve and discover the harmony and the peace that is possible when we understand truly where we come from and where we're going. It is the dance of the Trinity. Make no bones about it. We cannot solve even one-tenth of our problem unless we all begin to understand that God is the solution to our ills. It is God and the mirroring of his Trinitarian love for his people and for all creation that will chart the course that we must take in order to pave the way for a brighter, more hopeful, more inclusive, more peaceful, and more harmonious future. Is it possible? Most certainly. But we all must be willing to change. We all must be willing to cooperate. We all must be willing to listen as we move and set ourselves straight on the path that God is putting before us. It can be an enlightening and hopeful journey if we allow it to be. As we celebrate this wonderful feast of the most blessed Trinity, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a mystery to be contemplated, a mystery to be adored, most certainly not to be comprehended with mind only, but participated in through a heart fixed on his love and willing to do as he directs. Father Mark Stislenko is the pastor of Saints Isidore and Maria Parish in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Learn more about our parish community at isidoreandmaria.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our music comes free of charge from Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening.